Spicer, darling. Andy Murphy, hostess of your Cosmic Mama podcast, as we are on the very last day of 2022. And I've known that I wanted to uh, get on here and talk with you for a couple of days now, but I've been really fucking disoriented. Um, Maybe you've heard about the Southwest Airlines kerfuffle. A million people did not make it home for the holidays. I was one of them. So it's been this constant wave of... How am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Six canceled flights, never made it to family, luggage still don't have. And I've also been very cognizant of not wanting to just call and complain to the people that love me. The family that loves me, the generational trauma I was going home to be present with and work through and evolve. Nope. They've been calling this Winter Storm Elliot, and I did a uh, newsletter where I was joking about Elliot from the Magicians, right? (laughs) What a good little trick this is. Very Jack Frost in its energy initially here in the States. That it could rattle everything. Southwest actually sent out an email prior to anything going wrong saying, hey, we could have some complications here. So uh, some corporate corporate negligence there at the most basic levels. They knew there might be a problem. And this podcast is not about me bitching. This is about how do we handle shit when it goes wrong? And as Oracle of Your Soul, Annette Duncan, has been talking about quite a bit, my vibe didn't attract this. This is not a lesson I need to learn. Um, And bigger than that, ooh, what word did my family throw in there? Murphy's Law. Canceled lead. Uh-uh. Clearing that fucking generational curse out, motherfuckers. So I think I've got a few things that I want to share um, in a way that is not just trauma sharing or dumping. Got an Egyptian hakal that I want to share with you that's been one of those that's been really supporting me all year long. Because what I can recognize of my journey thus far, I'm putting my tools to work. And instead of Murphy's Law being this, um, you know, the adage goes, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Okay, and the mastery of that, how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? So we have six canceled flights. We have several days of not being able to make it to family. We don't have our bags. We come home to Denver, causing great strife, heartbreak in the family. It was a place that I could get to the fastest. It was the way that I knew as a, not just as a solo traveler, because I had my 15 year old with me, but like she's 15, right? She's not deeply traumatized, but being in that level of instability for days without a Christmas, without presents, without a Christmas dinner, with the loss of tradition the total destruction of tradition of what we expected. I just wanted to get us to stability and the flight to Denver. That was it. I've used my tools and I've been present and I keep um, like being thrown off balance and then coming back, thrown off balance and coming back. 
disorienting to say the least. So I'm calling this the Christmas that wasn't. <laughs> In this process of awakening, you are always awakening and awakening is always destructive. It's destructive to what was, it's destructive to comfort, it's destructive to the illusions and those places that we participate in that are out of alignment for us. Um, and you might hear behind me, I'm playing something specific for us. It's the sound of the ice breaking. These haunting sounds that escape from the depths. My friend Marilyn sent it to me yesterday and I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. So it's from this place that I want to meet you. Um, but I'll give you just the whole story in case you wanted the whole story. We get home to Denver. Huzzah! Yay! Um, we don't have really a Christmas here. We have a Christmas tree. Don't have the gifts there somewhere else. Okay, we're going to keep making the best of it, keep making the best of it. And then we get a winter storm that brings down three tree limbs in my yard. One that is resting on a power line. Cool. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, power could go out anytime. <laughs> I shovel us out of 14 inches of snow. Cool. Yeah, good workout. Happy to be here. So grateful. Um, the tree still has not been resolved. It's still resting on a power line. Okay. Um, and yesterday, as you know, we keep rising through these waves. Gas leak. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, did I mention six hours waiting at the airport to try to find my luggage? That um, should be arriving here today. At no point did I take any of this as something that I've done wrong, as anything personal. But I really see it as the breaking of the systems and of society. We've experienced so much of it in the last couple of years. The systems that you thought were here in place to support you don't. Okay. There's a great place of sovereignty in that. There's the ability and the willingness to take care of oneself, to rise in your self-authority and your self-care and your self-love. What do you want? What do you need? Uh, and can I just tell you, like after a canceled Christmas and lots of canceled flights and, you know, a couple of possibly harrowing experiences, I want a fucking hug. And I want tequila. So I reached out to a girlfriend to um, meet up for both of those things today. We talked so much in Activate about being a good dragon rider. We didn't just talk, we learned. How do you navigate these things? Um, as Lynette has been saying and sharing, the old new age paradigm school of thought was that you create everything. Yes, and. Uh, in that idea of you create everything, you can also recognize how the Church of Scientology has used that heinously against people. So we need to be very cautious when we say such things like you create your reality. Yes. And 
in the places of greater awareness, of greater awakening, of greater presence. If I saw these things as tests, um, it would feel very hard. I'm like, oh, I don't. I'm a good dragon rider. Like, cool. How am I going to play with this? How am I going to ride through this? Not what am I learning? Because I think that was one that I practiced a few years ago. I'm not learning anything. I'm getting to practice my response time. How do I respond? The old new age paradigm, not only do you create everything in your reality, but your vibe attracts things. So if I thought that my vibe or that I had created <laughs> a winter storm to destroy a million families this Christmas, that'd be pretty fucked up. I don't. I don't. And in that great gift of Murphy's Law and my desire to break family patterns. Sorry, I just saw that there's some sunshine that's coming in here pretty sweet. Maybe. It'll catch me every once in a while. My desire is to grow. My desire is to evolve. My desire is to heal generational wounds and trauma. And apparently this year I do it by not being there. By having conversations that are hard and honest. And I get to go into 2023 completely in my own energy. Thanks for that one, Marilyn. Completely in my own energy. Typically when I travel, um, I'm not myself with family. I'm not the version of me that I know myself to be, or maybe the version of me that you experience or think I am. I, I'm not that. So the lesson and the preparation was one of, can I be myself without feeling everybody else? Apparently not. <laughs> um, as we got on the plane to come home um, and all of it, you know, yes, there's trauma in it. Is it trauma of a life situation? Life threatening situation? No, no. I mean, gas leak power line pop, perhaps. Um, I haven't felt that fear. What I have felt is a lot of energies. And how do I stay at center? How do I stay at center? So in getting a flight to come back home and calling my sister and having her be uh, both disappointed and angry at my choice because she was working on another plan and that's ours to heal. As I got home, I wasn't sure if I had done the right thing. My sister's um, life motto is try harder. <laughs> Mine is like, oh, if it's not working, uh, let something else open. So it just shows us again the vast difference in where we're coming from and where do we meet in the middle. So that family who I was going to meet, um, distant and cold that first day that we got home here. And my dad sent me a text and he's like, you did the right thing. You know, you did the right thing. It's only when you started feeling other people that you got confused. Yep. I know for me in this body, in this lived experience, in this nervous system, I did the right thing. 
And as soon as I step outside of that knowing and can feel disappointment of my niece, frustration, let down of my sister, um, I don't. I get confused. Uh, also projector human design for what it's worth, whether that's an excuse, whether it's true. I don't know. It's a way of understanding the way that we feel, the way that we process things. For me, for my family, I made the right choice and that choice was a sacrifice of other things. And it's the breaking of a pattern. So I go into 2023 totally in my own energy field, not needing to shut any parts of myself down, not needing to apologize or become small or negotiate or sacrifice. See that earring that just jumped out of my head? I did. Nestled itself right into, um... <laughs> hey, it did dive right into the cleavage. Who can blame it, right? What a good spot to go. So my point, um, do I have a point? I think so. I hope so. I hope by talking through it, I get to some points too. Shit happens. I didn't attract this. My vibe wasn't low and this occurred. No. My vibe is fucking impeccable. And because of that, I'm creating new opportunities to practice what I preach. Cool. How do I respond? And that response through understanding my nervous system. My way is fallen. Are you shocked by that? I want to make everything better. In a abusive, dangerous, emotionally destructive marriage. Mm, fawn, yeah. We can see that with sex. Not really making it better. So I'm not numbing out. I did one day. Um, I call her the luscious sloth when she shows up. <laughs> I needed a day of reset. Um, There's not a disappointment. There's only the opportunity for acceptance, right? The opportunity to all eyes turn in, keep coming back to me. All eyes turn in, keep coming back to me. Can I show up in compassion? That was my big practice word this Christmas, compassion. Can I be compassionate? I didn't know that so much of that compassion would be required toward myself. Oh, thank fucking God I wore sensible shoes. Do you know that I changed shoes each time before I went to the airport? I'm like, mm, yep, heard it. Um, there's always these funny intuitive hits that we get, right? I had my friend Dina who's like, you're not going home for Christmas. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Our flight was canceled on the 22nd. Um, I rebooked for the 25th and then was stuck in airports for two days, Chicago for a day. Mm-hmm. Hey, the two biggest places that uh, Southwest affected, you know, those two? Yep, that was where I was for both of them. 
And I watched families and people in much worse situations than me. Families with kids and people who didn't have access to their medication because we didn't know where bags were. And four hour lines was um, the norm. <laughs> Disorientation, can you tell? I'm still working through this. Thanks. So let's bring it to um, what I did want to share today, which is one of my favorite hakals. Hakal would be the Egyptian mantra, Egyptian magic. And it's Ushka. Ushka. Ush. Ushka. Ush is the void. Ga is emptiness. So essentially the prayer is empty me into the void. Ushka. Um, the other way of understanding it that I kind of love is when you're flung against the ropes of reality, whenever all of the shit is going down, do you like hit the ropes and then bounce back? No, no, no. We dissolve through it. Ush. As soon as I hit the ropes, I dissolve. So I'm not taking the hits. I'm dissolving into them, becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And not, um, I know, as I say, becoming. What's becoming smaller and smaller? My ego, my identity, um, what I believe myself to be. The total awakening that is the total destruction. The breaking of a system that may take down Southwest. The unreliability of a aviation system that took away Christmas for at least a million people. Ooshka. Because it wasn't just those of us affected at the airport, it's all of the families of those people at the airport as well. Ooshka. Does my anger add to that? No. Has anything been taken from me? Ooshka. As I was listening to this uh, beautiful breaking ice from my Nordic homelands of ancestry, there was um, some movement that came into my body that I'll do with you now. For the Ushga, I'm scooting back a little bit so you can see. Ready? Ushga. Ushga. Ush. Um, and you can be as big and dramatic with that as you want. It's a very helpful hakao of recognizing um, this body is not all I am. This life is not all that I am. This experience is not all that I am. Um, I just found a splinter in my hand. <laughs> Excuse me as I'm getting very, um, ow, it hurts. Ooshka. I may not take any of this personally. Ooshka. Ooshka. We're breaking patterns. We're breaking traumas. We're breaking stories. And that breaking, it's never easy. 
sometimes it sounds like this. The breaking is a freedom as well. And as we go into that ooshka, into that disillusion of self, delusion, nope, disillusion, dissolving of self, what do we come out on the other side as? More light, more truth, less bothered, more enlightened, more zen, I don't know. Ooshka. Ooshka. Um, and typically I try to open these podcasts with the opening of sacred space. I didn't today. Um, and even as I contemplate it now, I'm like, oh, do I need to go back and redo or do I just need to delete this all together? Because you should know that's just what's going through my head. Like, should I just delete this? Does this have any value? I don't know. It does for me. How about that? Is this a completely selfish endeavor? <laughs> Maybe. Will I feel better afterwards? Yep. Well, mm -hmm. did I put anything on you? No. I come here to um, hopefully remind you how to navigate and how to play this thing and how to move through it. To provide tools, to provide love, to provide perspective. Because I think in my, um, I don't know how long I've been working with Shisat, 2008. I'm not going to do numbers right now, but in my time working with Shisahat, what I have learned more than anything else from her is perspective. And it's why sessions with me are really fucking fun. It's why in those private ceremonies, like, wow, we'll change your whole reality because uh, we go through life this way. And then once, um, sometimes I feel it like I'm looking from the outside, this very cosmic perspective, looking in at what your reality is. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's not working at all. Looks obvious. Hopefully I'm more gentle than that at times, but the great gift of Shisahat is the perspective is not just one from like here and in it. It's being able to take that kaleidoscopic lens on reality and see where we're empowered through it. Why it's a blessing, not a curse. Oh, thanks. She's so hot as I talk. I know she's coming in. She exists beyond duality. Uh, polarity, she says, create. Duality destroys. The sixth year of 2022 was about coming to harmony. Um, thank you. As I see it, there's an Egyptian symbol for um, the sixth seal. Um, there's also a rune that I like to play with, so I might create you guys a bend rune and show you both of these as they're coming together because it is that crossing of energies that is harmony and balance that we found in this sixth year. But it's not in the other, and I already talked about that in the last podcast. It's this union of self. I had this moment last night where I'm not in partnership. And the minutia that I'm going through of like, oh my God, now a gas leak. Like, who the fuck cares? Nobody really cares. It affects me. It affects my daughter. Nobody beyond that really cares. Nobody's in it. 
If I was in partnership, he might care. He probably would care. He'd probably be happy to listen. Um, and so I had that moment. Um, I did reach out to my girlfriend, Dina. And uh, Dina sometimes, oftentimes, fills that role for me of like, I'm just going to share here because it's safe and I know that I'm loved. But nobody really cares. And as I was in that, all of a sudden my masculine self came up and I could see him so presently. And he's like, I care. Tell me everything. So I took a bath with some snow. Uh, Burt Kreischer mug. Mm -hmm. That's my snow mug. I don't know why it's that. It's funny. It's a good fucking mug, admittedly. Uh, <laughs> it shows, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of perfect for my inner masculine too. Instead of this winter being harsh on a summer cancer baby, how do we plan the magic? So I got into the bath and I brought snow into my bath. And I hung out with my masculine and I told him everything. Didn't really need to tell him he was uh, there for it, but that six energy, the polarities that are sexy, that are tense, that are creative. That spark, it's you being the center of that. That's the temple teachings. Seven year pivots into something else. Um, Remington Donovan is the one who's talking a lot about the seven year. Remington and Gina Donovan. Precious, fucking grateful for the teachers and the guiding lights. Because I need them too. I try to share them with you. Um, I'm sure you have your own teams that you listen to and voices that give perspective. Okay, going to continue to call Shisa hot in because she was showing up. Uh, disoriented, I think I told you that. And as I um, just kind of briefly look at my notes. Yeah, sorry, you're getting some of that. The con fusion, I talked about this on an Instagram post con fusion disorientation it's taking us out of the matrix and it's allowing us the freedom to reset in accordance with our own gnosis our own understanding our own freedom to make choices it's not personal nothing's out to get you nothing's trying to punish you you have an opportunity in each moment to regroup dissolve and come back together um, each time I say the oosh god today I'm seeing it almost like an octopus right whenever an octopus does that thing and then scurries away gets big and then moves back oosh god oosh god who are you oosh god we have such a big opportunity, um, and I'm not just going to say today because whenever you're listening, it's perfect. To set down what's not working, to set down who we're try tired of being or who we're tired of trying to be. Our way into more authenticity. And authenticity even feels too far away. 
Uh, Shisahat says, essence. Like, who is the essence of you? And in what way does that get to show up after the ushka? Uh, there could be a period of void space after that ushka. It's not just the going away, because <laughs> that's, um, it's the all, so the alchemical process of coming back together with essence, the essence of you being at the core of you, ushka. Um, I'm calling she Sahat forward and I'll give her space to share. Sanaitli na ukuno. She's laughing as the creator of space. <laughs> uh, she doesn't know if the creator is the right word. Um, it's a misunderstanding. Uh, she's been insistent for years that you can't create space. You can't make space. You can give space. Um, can't. You can participate in space. But you can't make more of it. Can you make infinity? No. Can you participate in it? Sure. How? Uh, and even as I say those concepts, like while they could just be esoteric thought paradigm, fucking mental masturbation, it's also new paradigm. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, um, in this disorientation, in this confusion, outside of fusion, outside of gravity, outside of what is, outside of the matrix, outside of the paradigms, outside of the generational trauma. What are you? Ushka. Ushka. Um, I'm also going to ask her if there's a word for like that reemergence on the other side of coming back together as who we want to be. Thanks. I'm going to do a little bit of rattling to call her in. That's so funny. She's like, I'm already in. You just won't shut up. Hey. <laughs> so let me see if I can still uh, my mental chatter. Um, she's so hot on her own also reminds you that she's not one you can really seek out. She's the one who is always there. She's the one in the stillness and beyond the void. She is the pathway to the mysteries, the doorway. She is the one who knows all, for she has written it all. And to take you from one reality and put you into The paradigm in which you are creating will be a constant process of disorientation.
She's the one who knows you as essence. The one who has written and charted your progress through all lifetimes. She's the one who knows all outcomes. I just asked her if that meant she's omnipotent. She laughed. Oh, what a silly human term that is. The phrase she gave me years ago is coming back up now. In her witness, it becomes... Thank you. Um, so she's saying she didn't create this. She, you create this. In her witness, it becomes. She becomes then the Akashic Record, the <laughs> footnote to your movements and actions in form. She is not the scribe. She is not writing. She's witnessing. You are a creator. Hmm. Um, the Akashic records are exceedingly important because it does hold the essence and access to that essence of you. She's showing me the hieroglyph for the word Ren. Ren is your sacred name, your first name, your first sound, first vibration through which the universe experienced you. I think it's why I like the sound of this ice so much. The hieroglyph for the Ren is vibration rising from the void. That essence of you is the sound of you. Who are you as you rise from the void? Um, the name that you were given in this life, important in the Akashic Records, is the first name, the first sound that we put to you for that record to be able to anchor into. Opening your Akashic Records with your name allows you access to all of the lifetimes. Uh, and I think I've told y'all, I'm not recognized in those records as Andy. <laughs> nope. So name changes are exceedingly tricky in the Akashic. This rising of the essence, she says, is the next wave. It's when those essences, when those awakened essences, when those 
freed energies begin to unite. New webs are created, new pathways, new potentialities, because we are the creators. Who are you in essence? What are you in essence? Can you experience your infinite self? Um, and it's funny because I feel uh, it's almost like a sphincter going up that you've got to get enough out of ego to do that. Um, the practice that we've had in the last few years, she says, should have destroyed ego for most people. <laughs> Anyone who's still clinging on um, all their lessons, she says it will be more brittle. She's showing me this, um, this place of awakening and the new creations that are coming in, the creations that are beyond conception. Oh, because as we all get to our essences, that thing that is the most us rises naturally. The thing that brings us the most joy is the expression, um, so this idea of you expressing the essence of you is the ask for 23, 2023. Safe to express the essence of you. Those essences, as we come together, begin creating the new Akashic fields. Uh, these are threads of Akka that when used consciously, cannot let ee ee. Um, she's using the word blueprint. Nope, we are the new templates. I'm holding this ball in my hand, and I have to tell you, it feels like it's the size of a grain of sand. I used to experience um, this out-of-body sensation a lot as a kid. I called it disassociative disorder because in trying to understand what was happening, understand, isn't that exactly the right fucking word? What do they tell me this is? Not what do I know this to be? Because we constantly were looking for something that normalized or explained or gave permission for our weirdness and eccentricities, right? So the sensation that I used to have quite a bit was as if my soul didn't fit in this body, my hands would feel like balloons. I would feel like tiny, tiny, like a grain of sand. Um, she says that might have been the sensation of Ushga for me as a child. Um, thanks. I'm feeling embarrassed and don't really, um, embarrassed, ego, right? Hey, feeling embarrassed that this podcast is not. 
more cohesive. Feeling embarrassed that I'm sharing something that I don't know how to explain. Because um, what comes up for me is a lifetime of feeling misunderstood. And in that misunderstanding, having no value and worth. If they can't understand me, then they can't see me, then they can't love me, then it... Cool, you like that little train of thought? We can release that. Ooshka. Ooshka. Um, Somna M, also super helpful whenever you do find these strings and these strains. Um, and for me, like this is, uh, thanks. It doesn't have a grip on me, what we just discovered there. Like I can see it, it's more of an echo more um, a transparent thread than a big cord. It's not directing me, it's just there. Um, Somna M, Somna M, Somna M, uh, another one that I have fallen deeply in love with this year because Somna M comes into that place of expand it back into the void. Clear it, hand it back over to the gods, hand it back over to the infinite. Somna M. Somna M is um, what I'm doing a little bit more than cord cutting. Michael, Maddie, and I are playing with <laughs> some new ways. Um, the Somna M for me right now seems to be the starting place. These experiences that I would have as a child, as a psychic child, perhaps, as a... Being who didn't need to be here. Um, thanks. I came out of retirement to be in this lifetime. I'm not here to balance karma. I'm here to um, oversee the calling in of the new. And I've maybe talked with you about this idea of like, I was always awake. Always um, psychic, always... in most ways, knowing what I was here for. Keeps refining, of course. Um, um, and in that way, like, am I living my best life? Fuck yeah, I never knew as a kid that I would get to do this. I wanted to, more than anything, I wanted to. And uh, without representation of knowing what that looked like, still, um, finding the safety to express the essence because it doesn't fit in a fucking website and it doesn't fit in a business plan and um i had someone while we were in the travels asked me what i do and i'm like oh that's such a good question right now um i heard somebody on a really <laughs> i heard someone yesterday on a reality television show about making pinatas <gasps> oh my god i was delighted uh really truly like i was just giddy uh, making pinata reality show. Come on, reality competition about pinatas? I'm in. Um, and he described himself as a retired influencer. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, I don't know what the Spanish translation of that is to know if the American translation was just piss poor. Retired influencer. So these ways that we have tried to explain ourselves so that we might be understood, so that we might be seen, 
it's elusive. Can't like what the fuck? I I can't describe what I do, what I am, because it destroys the essence. So I think what I've been practicing lately when people ask me uh, what I do, I'm an artist. I create things. What do I create? Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes podcasts, sometimes videos, sometimes workshops. I'm not a healer because I don't heal you or anyone. I, um, I get to see your essence and hopefully clear some paths so that you are empowered enough to become that essence. And in that way, um, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? And not opening sacred space today, she Sahat reminds us it's all sacred. Space doesn't need to be opened. Um, but sometimes that action of setting sacred space or opening directions, uh, it is that expansion of us into spirit, into the unseen. It's us petitioning and asking to unite with and work with the unseen. Spirit, the things not in form. Um, and it's cute because it almost tesseracts us as well. Tesseract, the verb. Mm -hmm. um, we open. What is opening of sacred space? It's not opening of space. It's you opening to allow spirit to engage with you. So, to the directions and the elements, to the netters, to the forces of nature, the forces of creation. She Sahat asked me to remind you that it's really challenging to see what's ahead. <laughs> she says it's like looking into the future. Yeah, quite literally. Uh huh. Um, but that looking into the future, it's such a waste of time because you're creating it in every moment. You're making choices that align with your destiny and purpose, or you're not. The last two years have, uh, thank you, hurt. She says, yeah, thank you. 2020 and 2021 destroyed ego. 2022, we had the opportunity to practice the safety of expression of that essence of you. 23 is living it, embodying it, becoming it, and taking all that's been, taking that essence and almost putting it into form differently. Um, and this isn't for everybody. Uh, you'll be at different phases. Thank you, but she's, it's like not hierarchy. It's not an up or down, but like um, on a spectrum, right? Everyone's at different phases of where they're at in this. And there will be those who are, 
I know she, she wants to be really cautious with the idea of creation because creation is not as thick and dense as matter. Creation is happening um, first at these etheric levels. Uh, the groundwork is being laid. Um, and so it's almost like, thank you, I see that. <laughs> As I look over here, I've got a picture of Nepth. Uh, thanks. I've got Mitch Hedberg and I've got Nephthys over there. Uh, the destruction is done. And so this place of creation, but it's not a creation that you've ever done before. It's not uh, like making a baby. It's not that thick. It's not that material. So it's happening at the etheric levels. Uh, the agreements is what begins to create that new Akashic field. The agreements um, as Mark Gaffney and Aubrey Marcus have been having these conversations um, about the new story. What's the new story? What's the new story? We need to agree what the new story is. Um, and once we can make those agreements, then matter, material, um, prima, mate, we're working on the prima right now, understood. Matter and density and earth uh, for the Egyptians, that would be the sound of D. Come on to that. The Egyptian, the root chakra, the root shenka. Do you know this? It's pure gold. Pure fucking gold. Um, that's the, yeah, dream school is the chakras. I'm going to come through with a little uh, mini teaching on that for y'all soon because I want you to taste it to know how it feels in your body. You are a being of pure gold. Um, that gold conducts things. That gold cannot be tarnished. The gold of your humanity is why you have a root that is gold. It is of the earth, but it is a higher frequency. It is the essence of human. It is the essence of the children of Gaia. Um, as I say that, my hands get very hot. Um, that means the Aka. Um those threads of creation, those snakes of awakening, that purified consciousness, there we go, Akka, um, uh, comes through me and starts turning things on and then wants a place to go. Um, that's cute. They're like, maybe before you go and get hugs and tequila today, you can go for a walk. That'd be a great idea. Uh, walks in the evening here with all of the snow is really tricky. I can't see what's ice. <laughs> I haven't been able to do my walks because I'm like, um, yeah. Um, I also want to say. Uh, she Sahat said earlier, you can't always find her. She's not findable. She's not of the material world in that way. Nephthys, same way. Some divine energies you can't find. They're, um, that's 
cute. She wants to say that she's so subtle, she's always there. You may just not recognize that it's her essence or her frequency. Uh, because both of those energies, uh, Nephthys more through death. She's so hot. She says you can hear her in the void. She said she's the one breathing the void. That's sexy. Because we have the beings who are outside of creation. Different perspective, different experience. Different teachings. That's funny. If I ask she's Sahat, uh, she's a bit like Newit in that way. Um, she's like, if you look up in the night sky, she's the blackness. Always there. But do we think of the blackness as anything or is it um, recognize that's the void too? That's the one breathing the void. Um, she's celebrating the non sequitur nature of what's come through today. Because she says life doesn't always have uh, linear. Uh, it's not always linear. There's not always like a beginning, a middle, and an end, is there? Uh, so she's even saying in that way like that's some of the rules of the old game that's some of the paradigm that we have been in is that this is what the arc or that the story looks like it's all new your inability to see the future um, is not an inability at all you're walking it you're creating it with each step you're choosing to be in alignment and if you're not in alignment it means that there's lessons that you can learn to free yourself enough to come into that alignment the alignment feels good it feels easy it feels um obvious i think that's the word that i always come to with it, it seems obvious and then there's all of these obligations and expectations and societal pressures and stories that go on top of it we're in the death of the story there is no story when you find it, when you find those places that are gripping you of it feel bad or pressure from others of what you're supposed to be doing, dissolve that shit. To me is a bit more advanced. Um, you would not want to somnam. structures things institutions uh what you want to do is you want to somna m your connection or your attachment or your participation in them so instead of like i'm going to destroy that thing and send it back to the void please don't um that gets really that's a lot of chaos uh chaos <laughs> be smarter about your chaos please um and instead what we want to do is like it's not apathy, but it's vibrating above and through. Um, she asks you to center yourself within your body now to feel this pillar of energy that we know as the Jed. 
for any of my uh, crypto friends out there. Mm-hmm. That Cardano is coming out with that jet, isn't it? Feel the strength of this spinal column of you, of this pillar of enlightening consciousness that you are. Uh, and she asks you to remember that this is alignment as well. Thanks. Uh, we did a teaching called the Isis of Axis. No, hold on. The Axis of Isis. There we go. Uh, that was over on Patreon. I also sent it out as a holiday gift. Go listen to that, please. Isis came in as is, is. Yeah, uh, I'll need to listen to that again. The is, is. Not the was, was. Not the could be, could be. The is, is. <laughs> Isis. Thanks. Um, as you are um, turning all eyes inward, just breathing through this central pillar, this column of you. Anytime that you feel um, the cords, the strings, the constraint, the things that are pulling you out of the center, that is what you would sum not M. Anytime that you feel yourself uh, moving into those places where you're about to confront a harsh experience of reality, ushka, ushka. Doesn't mean you're bypassing. It means um, you're not letting your ego dictate what it means. Ushka. Thanks. She's asking me to come back to that pillar. Allowing your breath just to move up and down a little bit. Allowing that energy to extend above your head, below your feet. Letting the beingness of you expand into space. Not defining space, not telling it what it should be. But of you knowing what you are and reality responding to your knowingness to your frequency, to your essence. Allow yourself now to receive any messages from Shisahat. Any transmissions, downloads, uploads, upgrades? Um, and it's very sweet. You don't really want to ask her for anything. She's outside of the realm of form. There's nothing to ask for.
perhaps an attunement to her. To a realm beyond this one, to a creation of an expanded consciousness. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, she just dropped in the word that seems obvious to Christ consciousness. Give her permission now to breathe through your central pillar. Can you hear the things literally cracking in my house too as we're doing this? Uh, she would like me just to ensure you this is not apathy this is not you not caring, it's you not participating in a system that is rigged against you and knowing that there's greater joy to be had in the unknown. In the creation of something that is truer. in a trajectory for Gaia that is of love, that is of enlightenment, that is of freed consciousness. The liberation of consciousness for all beings on the planet. The liberation of consciousness for Gaia herself. Allow that Akashic blueprint to move through you, for Shisahat to breathe through your spine. To clear out and set you in alignment with your uh, great role in all of this. Coming back to yourself whenever you're ready. Coming back to yourself. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Come back to yourself. Open your eyes. How about that? Can you experience yourself as frequency? A sound wave? That's kind of the delicious gift of Ushka. Let me just dissolve through this. It's cool. Not apathy, not shut down. Not believing in the limitations and prescribed experiences of something bad happening. Okay. It frees your perspective to have your own experience. 
Okay, Happy New Year. Thanks for riding this wave with me today, seeing where it wanted to go, and hmm. You're probably feeling better without having done too much, but let this be yours, always yours. No teacher is here because they're doing it for them. It's always, let's not get that into it, but we're here to show you how. Here, hopefully, um, I know my path, at least one, is very vulnerable at times to illuminate for you, for me, get through this shit in a way that um, is new. I'm a new mom, Happy New Year, babe. Love you.